Welcome. You are listening to the Jordan Baylor Draft, a podcast that inspires writers to push through their limiting beliefs and blow the lid off of their personal creativity. My name is Jordan Baylor, a filmmaker best known for his animated web series, Love the Moochers. Listen as I chat with writers to talk methods, habits, lessons learned, and how to make a beneficial impact with your art. Today is a new draft. Rewrite yours and improve. Welcome to another edition of the Jordan Baylor Draft, a series where we deep dive into the minds of writers, coaches, and others who have a way with words. I have on the line a woman who has been called a coach of their dreams. She helps writers get unstuck from their stuck to push forward and write bravely and fearlessly. Welcome to the show, Rhonda Salvestrini. How are you doing today, Rhonda? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be here. Awesome, man. That's, that's good. So I like to start off every interview and I like to ask, who is Rhonda? Wow. Rhonda is, Rhonda is quirky. <laughs> Rhonda is, um, so she had 25 years in high tech. I've written for PlayStation. I've written for companies like Teradata. But I also love to help people bring their voice out into the world and really tell their stories. So I'm a ghostwriter. I am a writing coach. And I do believe that writing is, is one of those things that allows you to communicate with your audience on such a different platform. It really opens up the level of communication in that you're allowing people in to know you in your industry and your expertise. So I really love helping people get their stories out into the world. I love that. Now, why did, okay, and why did you decide to focus on helping writers? Like, where do you find the personal joy? You know? <laughs> it's interesting because someone asked me that same question today. So it's mm-hmm. interesting that you asked me that. Yeah. I'm a word nerd. Oh, okay. <laughs> I totally see words differently and I understand how painful writing can be for some people. It's, it's arduous. It's, nerve-wracking, and it can be really self-defeating. And so I want to help people kiss their stuck goodbye. That's my Mm. thing. Get through that stuff to really write your story and get your words out there for your audience. So that's where it comes from for me because I know how hard it is. And so Mm. I want to take all that fear out of it and all of that angst away. I love I love that you said you want to you know kiss their stuck goodbye. It seems like a, a problem, a personal problem that you had to work through. Um, as as a writing coach, when you were writing and got stuck, how were you able to find your way out? There have been, believe me, there have been like dramatic stucks. <laughs> I think I think the most dramatic one I had was when I deleted my thesis in grad school halfway through. Ooh, yeah. I just, it wasn't working. And, you know, I was up against a deadline, but you know, as writers, when it flows, it flows and you feel good about it and the words are coming in. I felt like I was struggling to get through it. So I looked at it one day and I lighted everything and hit the delete button. Yeah. And then I got on the floor in the fetal position and I cried. (laughs) If you haven't done that, you're not a writer. (laughs) But then, you know, I had, I got it all out of my system and I picked myself up and I said, okay, we're going to do this. And I wrote, after that, I wrote a thesis that, that spoke to me Mm -hmm. and just spoke to who I am as a writer. But there have been many 
stocks, if you will. And I just find a different way to get through it. A lot of times I like to go for a walk, get myself out of sitting in front of a computer that's giving me the finger. I mean, I'm not going to make any progress that way. So I need to remove myself from it for a little while, go do something else. And I find that that's really where my inspiration comes from when I'm not thinking about it. But when I'm out in the fresh air, especially and walking, it triggers different, um, I can't think of the like word. Like snaps right. that's in your mind. Yeah, right, right. Different, different nerve endings. There's different points in there, mm -hmm. like pressure points. And so I find that really helps me. Um, so yes, there have been big stocks, that one being the biggest. And you just get, your, you know, you get up, you brush yourself off and you, you sit down and you start again because you know you're in a better place after that. Yeah, I like that. Changing your state, you know, mm -hmm. physically changing your state, you know. I like that a lot. I, that has helped me a lot um, with not necessarily writing creatively, but writing like um, business emails and things like that. If I don't know how to word something, I'll like go for a walk. And then when I come back, like the words come to me. So I, I've, I've used that process a lot. I know you're a writing coach, but what specific areas do you focus on and, and what type of writers do you find have the uh, greatest success? Oh, hmm, a little too for there. So yeah. <laughs> I concentrate on entrepreneurs and nonfiction writers. Okay. I really want to help entrepreneurs speak to their audience, be that influencer in their industry, and really impact their audience. And I find nonfiction to be the most honest, truthful, and very transparent form of writing because it allows the author to be very vulnerable, which can be a scary place for a writer. Mm -hmm. But... I, I've, I've worked with a lot of nonfiction writers and, you know, you get through the scary and the angst and out comes this beautiful story that you want to share with the world. So that's really where I focus. And I found a lot of success on both ends with business writers as well as with nonfiction writers. And so it's just a different form of success, if you will. The last book I worked on um, is still, I mean, it's still popular in its niche and it's still mm -hmm. talked about. So that's very cool for me. I find that very satisfying for me, but satisfying for the author too. Ah, okay. So you kind of help the writer um, find the truth in their words because, you know, like some, I, I guess like a business person, they would want their whole, I've read a lot of like business biographies and I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like a lot of them are filled with fluff. Like I read uh, um, a book, for instance, was was uh, Michael Dell's uh, biography, and I put the book down like around the fourth chapter because, like, in the second and third one, it was like he started his business and then it, he had like four thousand orders a day, and I was like, wait a minute, what happened between that? <laughs> it was like I had too many orders in my dorm room and I had to drop out. I was like, okay, but how did you get your first customer? You right. Know, and they, how did they, you yeah, it's just the, but it's just the mythology. I, I was like, this book is just to build his mythology, not to like tell me how he actually did it. And right. that's why I put the book down. But I've read other biographies when it's the exact opposite. And they're like, like you said, I was on the fetal position. I was in the fetal position in the corner crying. <laughs> and the, the phone rang and they were like, hey, we want to place an order. So like, <laughs> how do you help the writers kind of um, take that jacket of like, this is my opportunity to etch my legend and just kind of be more truthful. Like, how do you help the... the <laughs> yeah, I love that you said that. I, I actually wrote that down. Find the truth in their words. 
And so that comes with being honest. You have to be honest with your readers because like, look, you didn't even finish that book. You put it down. And I've put down many nonfiction books too because I'm just like, no. (laughs) You have to understand that you're walking your reader through your journey. Your reader knows nothing about your journey. You're telling them a story. So it's very important that you leave in those details, those dirty details, Mm -hmm. because those provide relatability. Yes, sure, you've got 4,000 orders a day, but you're right. Maybe, you know, it took you eight months to get there. Like Sarah Blakely is a perfect example of finding the truth in words. And if you watch her masterclass or if you listen to anything that she puts out, She's so brutally honest about how long it took her to get from point A to point B, the road she had to travel, how she got there, you know, selling fax machines door to door and how much she hated it or driving around in her car because that's where she got inspiration. So the fact that someone allows themselves to be that brutally honest is allowing their audience in. If they skip those details, you... There's no authenticity there. There's no transparency. You're not really, you can't really believe in what they're saying because they're not giving you the full picture. So Mm -hmm. I really tell my clients that you're really guiding them on a journey. And I think what we forget a lot of times too, is that it's our story. So nobody wants to know those details or I've heard this said, which I love. What's obvious to us is amazing to somebody else. So we have to remember our story might be mundane to us, but it is fascinating to somebody else. How they got there. How did you get those 4,000 orders a day? That's what you want to know. So I always want to fill those gaps in for my, my authors. And, and I love being that portal for them. So I'm their ghostwriter, but I'm also their editor to say, well, well, how, how did we get here? Or, okay, yes, I understand you come from a large family, but give me some context. What does that mean? How big is your family? Mm -hmm. You know, is your family 22 people? That's big. So give me context. Let's build the context around it. Let's pull the story out of them. And I think sometimes that's the key to being a great ghostwriter. It's really pulling that story out of the author. Otherwise, you like you said, it's just ending up being I I love that you you're that person that um, shows them the glaring holes in their yes. story. Yeah, yes. because like uh, it's right here. You know, we've been watching this story our whole life, and to us, it's no longer like exciting. But like, if we're trying to bring you in and tell you all about it, we just assume you know it. It's like showing you episode six and being like, okay, you know the characters, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, who are these people? What are we talking about? You right. Know, so, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, hey, let's go to episode one. <laughs> let's let's do that. start from the beginning. Let's yeah. introduce everything. Yeah. Let's Give introduce you a foundation. everybody. <laughs> let's build the foundation. I, and, you know, sometimes I've written books where maybe the beginning starts in the middle as like a dramatic intro, mm-hmm. and then it leads into the the foundation and the, the real introduction, but you create that story loop so that you get people engaged. Oh, my gosh, yeah. what happened? And then you kind of then you take a step back. And, you know, TV shows do that, too. 
Yeah, they hook them. They hook them. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, my question to you is, is if someone is looking to find their voice and find clarity with their writing, what is a uh, simple exercise they can do to find out what's important to them? You know, finding your voice is very much about being authentic to who you are. It's your mm -hmm. authenticity. It's really what you believe in your heart and in your gut. You don't let your head get in the way. And I know that sounds woo-woo, but it's mm -hmm. so true. If you're speaking from the heart, nobody can doubt you. Nobody can say, no, that's not true. That's how you find your voice. It's really believing in who you are and what you say as a writer. Regardless of your genre, even if you're writing fiction, you're still going to write from the heart because that's you're writing this fun story for people to follow or this mystery, but it's still coming from somewhere inside of you. So it's that very authentic you and it's digging deep to understand who that is even for you, because sometimes maybe you haven't done the work to say, this is really who I am as a writer. And I also like to encourage my clients if they're writing a book or if they're just getting started with writing to test the waters a little bit, mm -hmm. put something out on medium, see what kind of a response you get, put something out on LinkedIn, just to test the waters and see what kind of reactions, comments to help you find your voice. But really, I just truly believe in authenticity and that's, you can't change your authenticity. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Instead of going all in with a book and being stuck with a book that you don't have, you just say, hey, just just do like a 500 word blog post. See if anybody's even interested in you, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a book is a book you must pass. Yeah. And, and you say to somebody, are you ready to write a book? And they're like, whoa, hey, yeah. <laughs> that could be a lot. But, you know, when I work with clients, too, we need to break it down. You're not just going to sit down and start writing, you know, your 200 page book. You mm -hmm. need a path and a roadmap, and how are we going to get there? This episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Sock Season. I have a pair of their unisex essential star quality socks, and man, they are comfortable. They truly are. They, they, they come in like weird, funky, cool colors. And I'm not just saying this because they paid me. I'm saying it because I'm a big sock guy, and I hate socks that fall apart after a few washes or they're cheap or they're they're tight around the toe or they hurt around the ankle. I've experienced a lot of different socks and a lot of these companies are cutting corners. I've gotten socks from H&M, different department stores. And quite frankly, I feel like I've gotten beaten a lot of times because I no longer wear the socks. And after a few washes, they either rip or they shrink or I lose a pair, or I lose one of the sides. That, the, those two are on me. But sometimes they're warped and they just lose their shape. But the cool thing about Sock Season is Sock Season has a unique 30-day wash guarantee, which covers socks bought within the first 30 days. Like, if you buy them and they fall apart within the first 30 days, they will replace them. No questions asked. Which is crazy, but that's how much they believe in their socks. So... Go to www.sockseason.com, S-O-C-K-S-E-A-S-O-N.com. Use coupon code OFFSTAGE for 25% off your first order and tell them Jordan sent you because every day is sock season. 
as a writing coach, when you read over some of your clients, like um, the stuff that they send you, do you ever tell them like, hey, you need to go deeper on this or, hey, why don't you highlight this more? Like, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Because again, I'm so passionate about what Uh I do and I get so excited about my client's work. And I was just working with this one client and she was, she's, um, a money coach. And so mm. she helps people really get over their money blocks. She's phenomenal. She's amazing. So she wants to write articles. And so she kind of wrote some out and she mentioned something that happened in her life and then went on to another paragraph. And I'm like, oh, back up. Mm. This is so powerful in here. Build upon that. So yes, I very much help my clients expand their stories. I help them write better, stronger, so that they can find the confidence within them to write bravely and fearlessly mm-hmm. and put all of the garbage and the head trash aside mm-hmm. to really tell their story. And the more detail you can provide, the more context you can provide, the more you're going to engage and connect with your audience. Now, when you told her to like go back and go deeper on that abundant story or whatever happened, was it like a like a pain-filled story for her? Is that why she kind of glossed over it? No, I think it was a familiar story to her. Oh, okay. So, okay. but it's interesting you see that though. So it was a familiar story for her that needed more context. It was that she and somebody else had different opinions on money and it was creating strife in their relationship. Okay, well, hmm. how? explain how that happened. What, what were your disagreements? It was that like she needed to unpackage it so that her reader understood why there were disagreements Mm. and how they came about and how they resolved them. I did work with another uh, author who did have a very painful experience who she wrote about it and she wanted to gloss over an area because one, she was embarrassed Two, she didn't really think anybody wanted to hear about it. And three, it was painful for her. But it was so important to the story that it needed to be in. It needed to provide that level of depth in her story. It needed it so badly. So it took her, I think, like six weeks to address it. She, She's like, no, I'm not going to do it. So she worked on different pieces of the book. And the more she thought about it, the more we talked about it, she understood why it needed to be in there. So she was very vulnerable sharing that with her audience. I, I would like to like go deeper on that. Not your client's story, yeah. but like the, the the fact that like when you when you walked her through it and then she was able to write it and, and push through it and it, it gave her confidence, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it gave her a lot of confidence. And I know like a lot of writers, um, they come across stories in their head or they want to write like their favorite movie or their favorite book or whatever it might be, but they don't necessarily have this, the skills to do it. And then they just get like frustrated because it's like, you want to write, I don't know, Game of Thrones, but you're mm. like, your, your, your skills are like, the cat in the hat, like you're not there yet. You know, Perseus <laughs> was a genius. <laughs> he's a genius, <laughs> but he's not a fantasy fiction genius. You know, right? He's, a, he's, he's not. He's a children's genius. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I I want writers to know that like you have to suck. You have to allow yourself to suck, and then build up the confidence to. 
be able to tell the type of stories. And I feel like that's what you kind of did with with that writer by making them face the pain and 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 face it. It gave them confidence to to feel like they could tell every part of their story. Right. And, yeah. I love that you said that because you're so right. You know, writing is so personal. Mm-hmm. Everybody's journey is different. You know, you might have different experiences than I have. You're right. And we all have to embrace the suck. I think Brene Brown says that. Embrace the suck. <laughs> embrace because the it's suck. it's true. And, and I love the quote by Ernest Hemingway. Your first draft is always shit. <laughs> that is my favorite quote. Because it's true. Like your first draft is just you bleeding on the page. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looked like looks like to you if you're dr seuss or if you're writing game of thrones it, yeah. whatever that looks like to you you just need to get it out on a page then you can start polishing then you can start refining and if you don't have confidence in yourself as a writer you're gonna get there with the more practice it's just like anything like i'm struggling with video right now but the more mm. i practice with it the more confident i become so it's just like writing. And again, and we talked about this, you don't have to start with a book. You can start with a 500-page blog. You can start with a couple of quotes just to get your stuff out there, just to get familiar with the process. And I always encourage new writers, especially, mm-hmm. who are uncomfortable with the process, but know they want their voice heard, is to schedule 30-minute blocks of time. And have a dedicated space to write in, uninterrupted for 30 minutes. Just start writing, either pen to paper, on your computer, whatever you're comfortable with. And give yourself that space and time to write for those 30 minutes without distractions. And that's where the magic will happen. One of my clients, she said the first week, she struggled. Like she didn't want to do it, but she, she dedicated three separate days and wrote for 30 minutes each day. The second week, she said her timer went off and she just continued writing. Mm. The third week, she said she was looking forward to those days. That so There was so much inspiration in her mind to write that she, she couldn't wait to get to those days. She was so excited. So when we make the space for ourselves and when we give ourselves the permission, that's when we start finding the confidence to write for an audience you're building confidence through actually doing it and facing your fear. Like, I love that so much. I love that. You know, everything is scary. Everything yeah. we do is scary because it's that mindset, that fear of judgment. But yeah. when we put it out there, it's like, how you can go ahead and judge me all you want, but I did it. I put it out there. And if you're not a fan of it, then that's okay. You're not, you're not my audience. Yeah, I, I, I've told my friends that, like, you know, I, I, you know, this was I was a lot younger, but, you know, this guy, he was telling me, like, oh, you know, he's a rapper. He was like, oh, man, these rappers are so horrible, so horrible. And I was like, hey, man, they have music that's out. So by default, they're a better rapper than you. Right. Because, because they can, I can go listen to their music. I can't go listen to your music right now. So until you release something and you go through the process of mixing, mastering, releasing it, and then trying to get people to listen to it. Shut up and <laughs> just go work on your stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I love like, that. You, you don't get anything by being critical of other people's art if you don't have anything out there. Like, unless you've gone through it, yes. you know. That's an amazing 
amazing message. You're right. You can't yeah. write. You can't be critical. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be critical. You know, once you go through it, you'll learn. You'll be like, oh, that's just a lot harder than I thought, you know. Yes. Yeah. And especially so, when you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Writer, writing sometimes, will, you know, people have writing partners, but for the most part, it's like mostly a solo sport. You and a desk and a pen and, and an idea. And right. you're trying to like get it out and then you're trying to make it make sense to the, the other person. Yeah. And then you understand it, but then it, it's, it's, a, it's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> it can be sometimes. It can be. It and can, then you're in the fetal position like on the forefront. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I said, if you don't end up in the fetal position, you're not trying. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least once in your life. At least once. <laughs> what is an, an what is an unpopular opinion you have about writing? An unpopular opinion about writing that it's hard. Yeah, that it's hard. And you and I talked about this. It is hard, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's as hard as people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. It's. I think it's more back to the fear factor. So it's not the sitting down to write that makes it hard it's the getting over your own fear to let the process flow and to get your words out on page mm -hmm. so it's only as hard as you make it it's only as hard as you make it i love that it's only as hard as you make it i, I think people should repeat that to themselves as they like <laughs> it's, only it's only as hard, hard as, as you make it's it. only as hard as you make it yeah um, do you believe writer's block is a real thing? And if it is, what's the quickest way one can push through it? I do believe in writer's block. I absolutely do. But mm -hmm. I also think that it's something that when I have writer's block, I think I create it for myself. It's not that I don't know where my story's going. It's just sometimes I've lost a little belief in what I'm writing. And so I'm not connected to the story, but I know other people have really large areas of block where they just get stuck and they can't move their story forward. So when that happens, again, walking, great practice, mm -hmm. pen to paper, pen to paper makes such a difference. And I know you talked about picking up a pen, but a lot of people rely on their laptops. Yes. But when we pick up pen to paper, we slow our thinking down. We're using our frontal cortex. We're, we're engaging a different part of our mind. So it allows us to explore differently. Pen to paper, you can draw. You can take your character and see where their journey is going. You can take your story and brainstorm off of it. What's happening? Why am I stuck? And you can really dig into what's causing your blockage. And another, another thing I like to suggest, especially for people who are working on books, go to a different section, work on a different area of the book that's not causing you any blockage. You could be blocked mm -hmm. on chapter two, but you've got maybe uh, a draft of chapter nine going because you started it. Go back, yeah. go back there, go work somewhere else. Leave that to sit for a while because you need a break from it. Oh, okay. I love Take that. Take a break. <laughs> take a break take a um, break do you have any upcoming like uh programs or courses or anything like that that you're working on i do um you know every business needs great content everyone and 
sometimes writing is the last thing on the list when it comes to the ins and outs of day to day of uh, being an entrepreneur. It's mm -hmm. there's so much on the plate. But blogging is one of the best ways to engage your audience, connect with them on a large scale, and really become that authority influencer in your industry. It allows your audience in. It lets them know who you are um, as, as an entrepreneur, as maybe a coach or an advisor of some, some form. But mm -hmm. it allows them to get to know you because people like to do business with who they like, know, and trust. And so when you're writing blogs, you're really communicating with your audience on a very different platform. You're still having a conversation with them because mm -hmm. it opens it up. You're opening that door to conversation. But you're also allowing prospective clients to get to know you. Um, you're creating content that's evergreen. So when someone's searching for an answer to a question or they need a problem solved, your content will always be there. So I really want to teach entrepreneurs how to blog for their business. I don't want them to think of blogging as something they, you know, it's a lifestyle thing or I'm just sharing recipes. Blogging is very powerful for business owners. So I'm offering a five-week live VIP blogging for your business course that starts November 11th. And it's on my website at rondasalvestreamy.com. And we're really going to go through deeply into the mindset of blogging and how to get over those hurdles and to kiss your stuff goodbye. And then we're <laughs> going to really dive deep into SEO and the importance of it for your blog. And I'm going to teach people how to write for Google and how uh, to write for their reader's intent, but to make sure that Google knows what they're writing about so that they always come up in a search. And we're going to teach them how to really understand how to connect with their audience through reader um, intent, how to write intentionally for what your reader is asking for. And then we'll go through how to, you know, find topics to write about, what to write about. And then we're really going to get into writing your blog. So in the end, they're going to have all the tools they need to write their blogs consistently with processes to repurpose that content across different mm -hmm. platforms and reaching an even greater audience. I that sounds like a really fun course. And the course uh you're you're doing a live you said five week course in five starts weeks. November eleventh. Yeah. We'll meet November every 11th. week and we'll have, you know, live engagement, which I think is very important. And we'll go through, you know, some theory, but then we'll have Q and A and we'll go through practice. So it's going mm -hmm. to be very engaging and very exciting. That sounds exciting. I, I'll put the link in the show notes uh, if you, you. want to. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So after working with so many clients, what surprised you most about like how people think? Like what was a misconception that you had that was turned around by actually like asking and interacting with the writers that you help? Again, I think it goes back to that writing is hard. Writing is hard. Even, okay. even if people are um, seasoned writers, they uh -huh. get lost sometimes and they can't find their voice and they're just not engaged with it. So taking that fear away, taking that stuck away and yeah. just finding their authentic voice, their authentic writer voice and getting them comfortable with the process so that they really enjoy it and they're really confident. 
I I love it. I love your message. I love your messaging. I love how you're trying to help writers, and I, I'm I'm here for you. Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> how can the people get in touch with you, Rhonda? Um, I have my website at rondasalvestrini.com, and they can schedule a discovery call with me, and we can talk about my one-on-one coaching. We can talk about my group coaching, and we can find out how I can help them kiss their stuff goodbye and really write bravely and fearlessly for their audience. I love it. Well, this has been another edition of the Jordan Baylor Draft. It's been an absolute honor to have Rhonda Salvestrini on with me. We're going to kiss uh, our stuck goodbye forever <laughs> and push through. I learned a lot, you know. Um, I learned that, you know, when you get stuck, go for a walk. Um, there's tons of stuff I need to go through and, and mine for myself. And I'll have the notes in the show in the show notes. So uh, this has been another edition of the of the the Jordan Baylor draft. Thank you.